Hello and welcome to the Pickup WNBA podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Niker. And I'm your other host, Freddie Rivas. What's up? And this is episode 52. Uh, it's been uh, another uh, huge week in the WNBA. Another huge week for our podcast. We mm-hmm. had an amazing feature in Apple Podcasts uh, US. So thank you to the Sonar Network for helping make that happen. Michael and Mariana as well. Uh, we got a bump in listeners. So thank you to all our new listeners. And we're so happy you have discovered our podcast we're so uh lucky to have all of you we are huge WNBA fans we're based in toronto we basically follow the whole league uh i guess maybe to some degree we have our favorites but we're not big homers per se and yeah i don't know what else you want to say about that freddie yeah i'll just add um if you are a new listener thank you so much and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We are the Pickup WNBA Pod. Um, we appreciate your support and your feedback. And um, I'll also add: this is a bit of a surprise to Catherine potentially, but I've I've really decided in the past like couple of weeks, and it's hilarious because they're not doing well. But I decided that the Minnesota Lynx is my team. Finally, yeah. So they were my team last year. Um, and since we're from Toronto, we don't necessarily have a team, but Catherine's been pretty consistent with Phoenix. Yeah. I was Chicago the first year and I felt like I was a bit of a front runner. They won. Then I picked Minnesota and I stuck with them and listen, I'm sticking with them. Like we, we got to meet Cheryl Reeve and, uh, she was awesome. So, you know, whatever. I like the animal links. It's enough for me to go on. You know, they have a cool history. <laughs> Just the coach and the mascot alone. The coach and the mascot and the and the legendary players, which we'll get to. And also, I feel like I can't abandon ship. So uh, I'm, I'm. Well, you Link, abandoned Chicago. Fan. I did, but they won. So it felt like it felt like it feels to me dishonorable to uh, to abandon a team <laughs> after I rooted for them and they and they didn't even make the playoffs. Wow. So I'm sticking with Minnesota. I know they're, I think, two and seven, but. I'm That's with real, like OG Toronto Raptors mentality, right? That's there. right. You yeah. know, because because like when when you when you ride back, we to were the top, raised on losing teams. Yeah, <laughs> That's what yeah. we're saying. So if you're a new <laughs> listener, I'm a born loser. <laughs> Until we won. Until we won. Until we won. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's get into it. Uh. This week we had both. Uh, Sue Bird and Sylvia Fowles Mm -hmm. have their jerseys retired and raised to the rafters. Uh, Both had pretty awesome ceremonies. Uh, Both had a lot of their former players that they had won championships with. Uh, Maya Moore, Linda Jackson uh, flew from Australia to be there with Sue. Uh, Apparently, the Seattle Storm Sue Bird ceremony lasted 90 minutes. Yes. I didn't realize that because I was watching the game and I thought it was going to happen at some point during the game. And then they said on the broadcast it was going to happen after the fact and it wasn't going to be a part of the broadcast. Mm-hmm. And then I said to myself, okay, I'm going to have to catch that on YouTube later. And then I was reading this article you sent me and it said the whole thing was supposed to be 45 minutes, which also feels long. That's very long. And then it ended up being 90 instead of 45 and that some of the fans had to leave or left for whatever reason, but that <laughs> most people, train. 
but most people stayed and it's like man shout out to the seattle fans like those are some real fans 90 minutes and also shout out to planning a like a a ceremony that's the the length of half of a soccer game and it being the length of an entire soccer game so 45 <laughs> to 90 minutes is is amazing that is I don't even know a series of miscalculations that people just going on. I mean, mind you, uh, it's such a big deal that uh, I feel like why not, right? You know, yeah. Subert is that special. Um, I don't know. Um, I mean, I, you know, people know Subert, obviously, but should I do should I do a quick list of her giant accomplishments? If is you that want. Wild? I feel like why would that be? That's the opposite of wild. Yeah, that's actually pretty standard. Um, <laughs> here I go. Okay, she's a, a four-time WNBA champion, thirteen-time WNBA All-Star, five-time All WNBA First Team, three-time All WNBA Second Team, three-time assist leader, two-time peak performer, um, and then you know she has a list of other accomplishments in college. And in um, in Europe, so, so not a full list. Uh, honestly, I'm just teasing it, you. I'm just no. The, if you. I were, if it, listen, if I did the full list, it would be the entire podcast. Yeah, it's, that's fair. I mean, we all know who, we all know Sue Bird is yeah, Sue Bird, but legend you know. of the game. Uh, Sylvia Fowles. Uh, the time allotment was not noted, but yeah. the ceremony itself was. Um, you know, it, I mean, I was so happy for Sylvia. I, I thought it was really nice, very sweet. Um, like we said, Maya Moore was also there. Um, different fits comparatively. You know, Sylvia Fowles wore a white jumpsuit and a bucket hat. And then Supert had the, the, the bright green. green suit. The green uh, was awesome. The green was awesome. I, you know, I mean, it's really sweet. The relationship that Sylvia has with the city of Minnesota. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this, the article you sent me was talking about how like she played for the team and then she had to have surgery and then she was playing in China for a bit and was able to make her way back to the team. Uh, and then becomes, you know, the, the WNBA's like all time rebounder. So, you know, very happy for both of them just a great moment overall. Yeah. And you know, so much of the article was, was just talking about how her personality on the court and off the court was so different. And like, she was so sweet and such a kind and loving person, you know, everyone that was quoted talking about Syl was their, their main emphasis is that she's just like a, a beautiful person and an amazing teammate and has a lot of love. So I thought that was pretty cool. You know, nothing new for people who know Syl, but, um, you know, I did it for Sue. I'm going to do it for Syl. Two I was going to ask. All I'm, right, I'm, let's go. I'm doing it, you know. Two-time WBA champion. Two-time finals MVP. Um, she was the MVP in 2017. Eight-time All-Star. Three-time All-WNBA first team. Five-time All-WNBA second team. Four-time Defensive Player of the Year. And eight-time de Defensive uh, First Team three-time defensive second team, two-time blocks leader, three-time rebound champion, and three-time peak performer. She was also the rookie of the year 
uh, and again, has a long list of sort of, of European and international accomplishments. Also, you know, a fun fact I thought I'd add, um, I had it here. Where was it? Just give me a sec. Okay. Yeah. So there's 12 retired jerseys in the WNBA. Um, in Seattle, uh, well, it's 14 now. Uh, Seattle, Lauren Jackson has pre- was previously retired. So Sue Bird added to that list. And then Minnesota uh, had retired Lindsey Whalen, uh, Rebecca Brunson, and Simone Augustus. And now Sylvia, uh, Phoenix Mercury also have four retired jerseys. Um, so very, very elite list. Uh, only 14 players ever have had their jersey retired. So pretty cool. Love it. Um, let's move on to what was obviously a very big story this last week and mm-hmm. not a great one which yeah. was Brittany Griner was harassed uh, in the Dallas airport uh, on our way to the Dallas Wings game. Um, this was done by a social media influencer. I have um, pretty, I have pretty strong opinions on how we cover this, Freddie. Actually, I, I didn't fully mention this. I, I, I don't want to mention this person's name. I Great. will not watch the video. I just don't want to give them what they want. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just so tired of like, you know, not that it's any like one person's fault. It's just like when I look at this, I just feel like, you know, everybody immediately went to the conversation about chartered flights, Mm -hmm. um, which is understandable. But also like this guy won. Like this guy got what he wanted. Right. You know what I mean? His name is in publications. People clicked on his video. As far as he's concerned, his stunt worked. Mm-hmm. And I know this is like a bigger conversation beyond the WNBA, but we need to stop giving people like that what they want. We need to stop giving them the attention because stunts like this are going to continue to happen because they they work. Mm-hmm. and as like look the chartered flights conversation is an important one but it was important before this happened mm-hmm. right and and we've talked about it a lot on this podcast and we'll continue to talk about it but i'm just like i'm so tired of these everyday extreme right-wing losers i'm like trying so hard not to swear <laughs> ha. you know these extreme right-wing losers gaining all this attention with this bs and i i just don't want to i don't want to feel that fire i don't want to give him what he wants and so it's like this weird balance between like talking about it because it's important and britney griner is important to all of us and everyone listening but i i just don't want to give this individual the satisfaction very very well put uh you know i I couldn't agree more Uh, i think that um you know all all over the world we're seeing a trend right where um whether whether it's a right-wing troll or um you know some some sort of violent shooting type scenario i think uh the media and and smart governments are sort of trending towards this um action uh where you know it's it's about it's about the victim and it's not about the perpetrator and the goal 
uh, you know, as you so you know perfectly put, is is like infamy or clout or whatever, like making money off of rage clicks. And I think it's really important for us to not take the bait. And yeah, I mean, I I I, I could not agree more. Um, my partner was saying to me when, when she heard about it that. You know, it's funny because in one breath, she sort of represented like this double feeling. I think a lot of people have. She, you know, she was like, I wish Britney just like beat the shit out of that guy. Oh, no, you swore. It's fine. Whoops, my bad. <laughs> um, but then right away, she said, you know what? But Britney would never do that. And that's why I love her. And it's yeah. sort of like this this double feeling of like, right, maybe we should just sort of follow Britney's lead here and as awful as stuff like this is and how it's so angering, I think, uh, you know, not turn the other cheek because you, you know, you want to condemn actions like this, but also you don't want to sort of like, for lack of a better expression, feed the trolls. Yeah. I mean, my feeling, okay. My feeling on it is, is this, there are people like, you know, a former U.S. president who is being arrested for multiple things right now, mm-hmm. who is hard to ignore and we shouldn't ignore because they have a lot of power. Right. But there are everyday people who will, for example, post a, a, a crappy video on TikTok. Right. And then every time somebody responds to that video that gives them power like you think like you're taking them down yeah and you're not you're doing the opposite and like i know okay i know this through being a stand-up comedian so i remember years ago this loser amateur horrible person basically used the platform of stand-up comedy to do a bunch of hate speech there was Mm -hmm. no setup in his jokes there was no punchline there was no art in any way to what he was doing he was just spewing this awful extreme white supremacist hate Mm -hmm. and i got really mad at him like really mad like honestly like i felt my blood boiling mad Mm -hmm. and that's not something i feel often you know what i mean like it's rare for me to get that upset and when it was my turn to take the stage i just shut this guy down Like, I used my stage time to just be like, this is a horrible person and here's why. And, I mean, that went well, (laughs) right? Like, that went well with the crowd. And this guy was, like, literally shaking in his boots and, like, tried to, like, apologize to me and tell me this, that, and the other. And I wasn't really buying it. But then I found out that he just kept doing that bit over and over again. And I realized me giving him any attention at all was the thing that fueled him to keep going. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like he heard what I had to say and like learned a lesson and, you know, was like, wow, maybe my perspective is off or there are other ways I could learn to be funny or gain attention. It, It wasn't like that at all. It was the complete opposite. And like this just keeps happening over and over again and i know i'm going on a tangent now that is so beyond just the WNBA, but it just frustrates me so much that like something like this can happen and then you know people magazine and all these other publications that probably don't give the WNBA the attention it deserves 
now are suddenly, you know, his name is in print, you know, and his actions are in print and it's just unfair, you know, and it just really bothers me because I'm like, what if, because in this situation, the police were there and they tackled him, they handled it. So what if in this world, we just don't watch his video? Like we know it happened. It can be reported that it happened. But mm -hmm. what if we don't watch his video and we don't print his name? Like that is actually what needs to happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, you know, you're, you're bang on. And I know maybe I'm repeating myself a bit. No, so I'm not, sorry. not at all. You know, I feel like it's a, that your, your stand up. I know that guy is, by the way. Um, <laughs> and let's not say his name, but your, you know, your stand up uh, analogy is a good one. And I think it's, you know, the instinct to deal with cowardly behavior with, you know, with aggression, I think is, is normal. But when you're more calculated about it, it's sort of, you know, it's counterproductive. And I think for me, there's two points here. There's one, this point you made about, okay, you know, it's not about this guy. It, it was handled. Um, but then there's this other point, which I do think is important, which is why was this able to happen? This could have been a avoided. Um, Brittany needs to be in a safer scenario. The, mm -hmm. the Phoenix Mercury need to be in a safer scenario. The WNBA um, needs to be more proactive. They, you know, anyone could have guessed that this would happen. Um, and, and, and you think about future scenarios, future players, and and their safety and you know i agree with you we've talked about chartered flights you know just repeatedly on this podcast and i think for anyone for any new listeners that don't know where we stand we want them but i i feel like it's this is sort of beyond that because it's kind of like you know i i phrased the question like is this sort of the you know is this going to be like the last thing that pushes the the chartered flights sort of momentum over the edge or you know what will be but i think sort of beyond that at what amount of risk is the w willing to take when you know that there is hate out there and you put your players in an unsafe scenario and yeah. i don't have the answer but i mean like the I, I mean i think the answer should be none but clearly it's not right yeah, no, it's a it's a great point and also just brings it back to the WNBA. So thank you for that. <laughs> no, no, it's a, there's a lot going on in the story, right? Yeah, I mean, look, like I've I've said this before on this podcast, but like I I don't understand how you could own a sports franchise and not own a plane. Like obviously yeah. I'm nowhere near a billionaire or being a billionaire and I don't understand money on that level. Huh. I just don't Same. understand how you could own a sports franchise and simultaneously not be able to afford mm -hmm. a chartered plane. It just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me even from an investment perspective let alone a health and safety perspective, which is obviously why it's like a literal need. I mean, even during COVID, it was like, hello, this is like a health and safety issue mm -hmm. right now. Um, I just, even from an investment to be like, this is how seriously we take this investment and this is how much we care. 
And I think it's time. We all know it's time that the WNBA shows that. I think these owners, obviously some owners are more ready to spend that money than others right now, which is uh, the main issue, Mm -hmm. right? Like we see teams like, you know, building new practice facilities and doing everything they can to show how much they're invested in their team. And then there's these I just need to start swearing. I'm sorry. They're just you know, ah. there's these like bullshit rules, you know what I mean? Around like chartered flights because it's not a fair competitive advantage. It's like I don't know which owners are holding back. That's the thing. Like, we don't know which owners are holding back. It's time. Step the fuck up and just do it already. Just do it already. Sell freaking ads on these planes. You know what I mean? Like, there are way, like, there's just so many ways to create revenue with this platform. Like, I just don't understand. I just don't understand what's holding people back. I really don't. I mean, if the WNBA can come to Toronto and talk about expansion and talk about how there's a short list of cities that they're considering a league expansion with, why can't they, why can't there be chartered planes? Like how is an expansion team in the forefront of conversation for Kathy Engelbert, who I do like, how could that be on the forefront of conversation and not chartered flights? Because I'll tell you right now, you can't have a team in Toronto, right? An international city and fly commercial. It's not realistic. So it's like, that's not even a possibility until there's planes. So I just, I just don't understand what the missing piece is. And every time this is a conversation in a formal way, whether it's through Kathy Engelbert or what, I just, I'm like, there, there's some bullshit here. There's something missing. I feel that's just my opinion. No, you're uh, again, very passionate episode. I love it. I love it. We're, 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 we're punching shit over here. Um, <laughs> okay. So I, I was thinking I said as, a lot. Yeah. No, as you were saying that um, I was sort of thinking because uh, you know, since we're here and we're talking about chartered flights, new owner of the Phoenix suns slash Mercury, Matt Ishbia has come out in support. So just let, let's lay it out here and, and, and just 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 go with me and you know let me know if you think I'm I'm off base here. But um you know you I think you kind of nailed it with like there's some bullshit. And I think the bullshit is that hiding behind this agreement are now uh, adding Matt Ishbia um nine owners. Uh so so you have the the Liberty the aces and the mercury that's three teams that are down for chartered flights three ownership groups that are down so you need to find three more and i think that we need to target you know as a fan base uh you know just from a strategic standpoint i think WNBA players need to sort of go at uh other ownership groups they need three more three or four and then all of a sudden it's six or seven and then really the pressure is on those four or three or five ownership groups that are unwilling. And then you can be like, what's your problem? You know what I mean? Are you invested in this league or not? And this is important 
It's a clear objective. Everybody, you know, fans want it. Um, players want it. It clearly makes sense. It's part of the growth of the league. So anyways, that's, that's, that's my rant as a potential solution is you have three and, you know, start targeting other franchises. You know, people should, should be going after whatever the owner of, you know, the, the dream, the links, um, fever storm. Like what's, 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 what's the hold up here? These three owners are down. Why aren't you? Yeah. And I mean, like, I know maybe like not every team is running, you know, maybe there's some teams that are still operating in the red right now. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the hesitation, but the WNBA is an, is by and large a long-term investment. Like that's how I see yeah. this league. Right. Like I feel like everybody who follows this league and who loves this league also, you know, yes, we love basketball first and foremost, but there's also this sense that like, we're a part of something that's bigger than ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I feel like everybody involved, whether it's the players, coaches, league owners, fans, etc., we all believe that like we're we're trying to push this thing forward, right? Like we're trying, you know, we're th- we are thinking about the future. We want the next generation to have it better than they have it now. I I just feel a lot of unity in that sense and I think the chartered flights are a part of that. Right. It's a part of this long term investment. It's a part of like moving forward, moving into the future, you know, building this up, believing that we will be in the green at some point. Like, I just feel like it's it's short sighted to be like we're operating in the red right now. By the way, I don't know if you saw um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's uh, XFL League. uh, I did. I saw your tweet about that, too. Yeah, because it was just like, you know, the the WNBA gets all this criticism, but it's like new leagues. It takes a long time and, you know, it, it's no different here. So, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think you're wrong. I don't know, you know, and, and like fans, if you're listening, if you have any other insight, please feel free to like message us um, on Twitter or Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us know your thoughts on if you are like an Indiana fever fan, if you're a Seattle storm fan, like if you've heard more locally, what you think the holdup might be, cause that would be very um, insightful for us. Yeah. Well, well said. And, and I think you, you sort of hit a key point that answers a lot of, you know, anytime we have a, a, a WNBA question where we're sort of like, feel like we're banging our head against the wall. Um, the investment component I really think is sort of a key, key ingredient to, you know, the fandom and and growth of the league. We're investing in women's sports and we're investing in the growth of a, you know, relatively new league and, and something that is inherently pioneering. So um, yeah, I agree. Um, okay, let's move on to something more fun, shall we? <laughs> let's do it. Although I, I enjoy ranting, so I mean, yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I know what you mean. I let's, clearly let's, do too, to some. Let's degree. bring our blood pressure down. <laughs> yeah. Let's bring our blood pressure down. Let's bring my sugar levels to a, a huh. solid level here. Um, okay, the WNBA All Star Game is it's it's in the near future. It's in our sights, mm-hmm. and we have our first voting returns 
So what we've done is Freddie has selected his top 10 and I like his all your all-star team. And I have the first results, the first voting results in, and we're going to see how close Freddie is to the overall consensus. Yeah. Or if you've is- got some outsider picks here. Um, this is fun. Uh, I think, I think I'm, I'm in a good spot. Um, here we go. Uh, Brianna Stewart. Don't think that's controversial. Uh, <laughs> Brittany Griner, similarly, uh, playing out of her mind. Um, now here's the first one that I think uh, I'm curious. Uh, well, no, I'll, I'll start with another sort of lock. I think Asia Wilson. So the, yeah. but, so it's the the way it's set up. You get to select six forwards, four guards. Uh, so so here we go: Stewie, Griner, Wilson, um, and I'm also selecting. Uh, oh, I went out of my. Okay. Um, Sorry, Gimikin. these are your forwards. These are my forwards. Um. Uh, I'm also. Selecting... Is this your starting lineup? Like, sorry, let's just be super clear here. Yes, yes. So the way I think at this point, you can only select ten players, um, and then okay, I'm... but who's your... oh, it's not broken down as like who's your starting five. It's just who's your ten. That's it? yeah. The way it's who's your ten, sort of. So I, I'm assuming okay. these, these are like the fan votes portion, and then it's probably weighted. Like, okay, you know, so this media is media your... gets to vote people, coaches get to vote people, and then they kind of figure out the you know, full rosters. Okay. So this is just your top 10. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I'm so, and then for forward, yeah. Agumake, uh, sparks, Agumake, um, NECA, and I'm going, uh, Duana Bonner. So this is one where I'm like, we will see, but I just think that, you know, she's been on fire from three. The, the sun are I only have one loss and they're the one team to beat the aces. I think that is really, you know, Mm-hmm. something else uh and um let me know if i'm pronouncing this right um sabali from from the wings i, th- I think i am sabali is is my final forward um and then for guards i'm going lloyd unescu uh Wally, and uh tarasi uh i didn't think i was gonna go tarasi to wow. because I, I i thought i was like maybe it's a bit of a legacy pick but tarasi has like pretty big numbers so um yeah those are my those are my my people that's cool so so look asia wilson is leading all all votes one for one and yeah you got stewie and griner that's your top three and then number four is Aaliyah boston who you don't have yeah uh i guess the numbers weren't they didn't pop off the charts for me although she's been on fire recently but well, yeah, I, I love quite. the Aaliyah Boston pick because I just feel like Indiana needs a win. <laughs> yeah, I know. So let's get her. Let's get her in there. Then sure, uh, sure. we have uh, Jackie Young. Yes. Yeah. That and was a then, pretty big omission for me. But yeah. yeah. And then we have Jewel Lloyd, who I think you had, right? Yep. Yep. From Seattle. Then we have. Uh, yeah. Then we have uh, Sabali. Um. Yeah. What I is wanna... it? Satu Sabali. Yeah, I think it's Satu Sabali and um, 
I'll work on that pronunciation if, if yeah apologies off. one two three four five six seven she's number seven they haven't numbered it here uh number eight we have elena deladon who you're also missing yeah i just you know deladon's killing it but you know 19 <laughs> three and seven is is pretty is pretty special but i thought that i think this is where probably uh i have bonner over her and i'm sure people don't Duana bonner's on the list but she doesn't crack the top 10 Okay, fair enough. So uh, not that far off. So then we have Neka Gumake. Mm-hmm. And then rounding out the top 10 is Arike Gubawale. Okay, so... Number think- 11 is Kelsey Plum. So Kelsey Plum is like really knocking on that door into the top 10. It's like, it's pretty close right now. Okay, so I was basically like 8 for 10 in line with fans. So I didn't have Deladon and I didn't have Jackie Young. Yeah, I'm surprised Sabrina and Escu is Boston, higher up. Um, but you know what? Like one thing we learned last year too with like like the fans voting are fans that are like really, really watching the games and they're not necessarily like who's the most popular on social media. Definitely. You know what I mean? Because like I remember like what was it last year the year before where i was like wow like liz cambage isn't in this top 10 but she's definitely like the top 10 most followed Mm -hmm. players you know what i mean and i just think that's so interesting because i don't feel i feel like that's unique to the WNBA. yeah well i think you know i don't want to speak for you but we were both nba fans first and i think we're used to you know every year there's like a, a player or two who has no business being um in you know the top being a top vote getter from fans whether that's like derrick rose or whomever and you know i think that doesn't seem to happen in the w it seems like the people like yeah you know like you said the people who are voting are really informed yeah um but uh yeah which makes me think um you know maybe i maybe i need to do a little bit more homework but you know sabrina i i i sort of i went by record too to be honest Mm-hmm. Like, I think that, um, you know, the Liberty are the third best team in the league. And I didn't put John Quell on there, but I, I think Stewie and Ionescu. Honestly, have- John Quell's like really low on this list. Her stats are low. Yeah. 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 I don't think she's going to make it this year. So now it is time for our badass player of the week. Freddie, who you got? Okay. Um, you know, there's a lot of options here. I did sort of like advanced analytics last time. Um, and I think I probably gave it away with my all-star pick, but I was just so, so impressed with the game. I'm going with Dewana Bonner. Um, I think that, yeah, you know, so last four games, she is uh, 20 points, uh, 44% from three. Him hitting almost three threes a game, uh, four rebounds a game, uh, two assists, uh, and a steal. So, you know, I I really think that that sort of, you know, beating the Aces is is a big time, big time, you know, moment in this season so far, and it was also like you know, Dewana Botter set the. Connecticut Sun scoring record in a game and I mean just I know it's one game but uh it's a big one so that's my choice love it 
Uh, for me, I'm going with Arike Gubawale. Uh, she's having a phenomenal season. I feel like she's really having a breakout year. Um, she is averaging uh, 22 points this year, which she has averaged before, but she is up in her rebounds, assists, and steals. So she's really having a breakout year to me. Uh, also, she's in a State Farm commercial now get it so her stars on the rise uh she's averaging like i said 22 points she's got well they broke up the rebound stats on the thing i'm looking at so oh they broke up offensive sorry so it's 3.6 rebounds uh 4.5 assists and 1.5 steals a game uh she was player of the month in may but continues to kill it and i just felt like she deserves a shout out so shout out to you Hell yeah. Good choice. Uh, okay. So it is time for Freddie's fun question. Oh, wow. That's a big lead in. Um, thank you. Okay. Is that sarcasm? But, no, not at all. Like you really <laughs> jazzed it up. I was into it. Um, I try. Uh, okay. So this is, yeah, this is clearly my theme of the pod, but um, you know, obviously LaChina Robinson did not. Um, but I think the majority of people I know, myself included, slept on the Connecticut Sun. Um, they are eight and one, um, or eight, sorry, eight and two. Um, and uh, that I don't, I don't know who saw that coming. Um, so I think they they are legit slept on, yeah, eight and two. And uh, I'm curious, uh, outside of basketball, what you, Catherine, think is something that is widely slept on. Okay, you go first. Um, okay, so I'm 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 going with uh, you know it might sound weird, but listen, I've always felt this way. Eating hot things, specifically drinking hot things on a hot day in hot climates, whether that's hot coffee or like hot soup. People like I don't know if it's just a Canadian thing, but I I think that so many people are like, what do you mean? Like I, I gotta have an ice cap. Or like uh, whatever, like a iced coffee, or I would never eat a hot soup on a hot day. And I'm like, listen, you got it all wrong. You need to have hot things on a hot day. Release that hot energy and overall cool yourself. So that's that's my see. I think on. that's not a Canadian thing. That's like a Nicaraguan thing. Yeah, maybe it's just a that. cultural thing or something. But uh, I think I I don't know. Every time I have a like. I, I get like a hot coffee on a hot day. People are like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm, I'm actually cooling myself, boss. You know? <laughs> so. There's a line about that in the show Mad Men. Um, okay. there's, a, there's a character named Duck Phillips. And uh, he tells his kids to drink a hot beverage on a hot day. Duck Phillips? Keep it up. <laughs> He's like such a villain. Anyway, it's fine. Honestly? Not, I mean, listen, maybe that's a villain move, but whatever. Yeah, I, uh, okay, so mine is, first of all, no one has paid us to endorse this. Okay. But uh, I like to use uh, a brand called Jack Black, which is a men's brand. Okay. For, for facial, like, like, they have, like, a lot of beard products and stuff. Okay. I don't have a beard. Uh, sure. I got that. I got that lasered off years ago. But uh, wow. they have a lip balm with SPF in it. Okay. 
And I think it's one of the best lip balms on the market. And it's not easy to find a good lip balm with SPF in it, which is really important. And like this is here, like I'll show you, Freddie. That's what it looks like. It's like a little blue container. It's like very like geared to men. Right. It's like toxic masculinity all over it, all over its branding. Like mm -hmm. this is the man lip yeah. balm. But actually, it's just a really good lip balm. And I think it's like so dumb how many products are like gendered. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't even make sense that these products are gendered. Like, we all yeah. have, like, lips on our face. Like, you know what I mean? We all need, like, a chapstick or a lip balm. That's, like, a that's a universal need. Right. And uh, it's really good. And I think people are sleeping on this very specific lip balm, but also products that could be good for you that you don't even look at because they're marketed in a different gendered way. Right. So if this was like, if it wasn't Jack Black and it was like Janet Pink, you think it would do better? Janet Jackson would definitely go for like a red. Right. Janet. It's not really, she's not really like a pink girl. Right. She's more um, of a, she's more like a red, black, white, and red combo yeah. kind of, kind of woman. And where in Indiana is she from? Stop. <laughs> I always talk about how she's from Gary, Indiana. Oh, Gary, Indiana. The whole family. Yeah. Um, forgot about that. 2300 um, Jackson Street. Right, right. It's of a course. song. It's a totally song. I forgot about that. Um, you did not forget about that. That was absolute sarcasm. Uh, this is this is the thing I think people sleep on. Sometimes you're like, you know, like, like I have a, a friend who shaves her legs with a man's razor because she's like it's just better than the women's razors i love it yeah i uh, i just wax even even medication is often geared towards it's like it's like take these manly, oh my gosh take yeah these like manly vitamins vitamins feel better like like biotin which is like hair skin and nails yeah. is always marketed towards women but i'm like it's a vitamin yeah and don't we all care about our hair skin and nails sure yeah like I, men do care about their hair yeah it matters yeah um anyway so stupid yeah sometimes you just gotta look outside of the things that are being yeah. marketed to you you gotta to break the mold like, you gotta break the mold and be like hey that's a good product even though it's blue yeah. and gray Gender is a construct. Now, Jack Black, give me that lip balm. Yeah, and it's it's shea butter. The one I have is shea butter, um, which I love. There's also like a mint one, which is pretty nice. Shea Coulee butter. Let's go. Shea Coulee butter. It, listen, if Shea Coulee came out with a lip balm, I'd be into that. Shea, but it needs to, but it, needs to, it needs to have SPF. Um, hey, okay, you I hope Shea Coulee is listening. Face. Oh, I hope Shea Coulee is listening. <laughs> <Every episode laughs> Shout out to Shea Coulee. You know what? You know what? Um, I love doing like a holiday special. Like I do that with my NBA pod. Mm -hmm. But it would be great if we did a holiday special. My first one was a RuPaul's Drag Race NBA mashup. Mm -hmm. Like if, if you know, picking a drag queen to do a makeover on an NBA player. That'd be great. We should do that for the WNBA. I think that should be our holiday special. I think, I think you and I idea. would have so much fun with that. And you do it like a draft, right? So you have like yeah. the little the draft chime in there. We have our first picks. 
you know, what queen are we picking? What player are we picking? And we just do like 10. Number one overall, Heidi in the closet. Let's go. Really? That's your number one overall? You can have her. I mean, I love her, but she is not my, I don't know, for a makeover challenge. Remember that. For a makeover challenge. She's the funniest queen. But it's a makeover challenge. Like, you're not picking Bianca Del Rio for your makeover challenge. Fair, but listen, I want to laugh during the challenge. So you don't care what people look like. No. You don't care how these makeovers go. That's right. You're like, people could come out looking like Coco Montrese, all orangey. Sure. And you're like, that's fine with me. I just want to have a laugh. Shout out to Coco Montrese. Coco Montrese is actually a really great dry queen, and I feel like they need another run on the show to, like, prove like you know beyond just like those tiny moments that they're mm-hmm. that they're known for also does jan jackson in vegas really? she's like the premier janet jackson dry queen yeah oh that's pretty cool yeah and then she did and she wanted to do janet jackson for her talent show on uh all-star season two and uh they didn't let her because they didn't have the the rights to her music at the time wow Listen. Anyway, I'm very deep into that world if anyone ever wants to message me about it. Yeah, so if you're messaging us about the W, honestly, you can throw in some drag race drag race questions. Although yeah. Catherine clearly knows more than me. But you know enough to pick 10 drag queens to mm-hmm. for a makeover challenge. Um okay, I'm so not, that's I'm gonna... not like untucked level, you know what I mean? Wow. Well, as they say, you're missing half the show. I know, I know. Um, okay, let's. We gotta wrap this up, yeah. Freddie. Uh, thank you again. Thank you to all our listeners. Um, you can follow us at the Pickup WNBA Pod, uh, where we post these episodes as well. Uh, you can follow us individually. I'm at it's me underscore Catherine, spelt C A T H R Y N, and Freddie. Uh, I'm at Freddie Rivas, F R E double D. I-E-R-I-V-A-S um, Yeah, thanks so much everybody We appreciate all the new listeners And all the love And yeah, it's been good times And we'll catch you next time Bye right. See ya Bye.